You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It's Monday, September the 28th. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. (laughs) We got Chris on the phone today. He is not near a computer at the time. But he will be in time for tonight's SBR Monday Night Football live stream. And we are going to rock and roll that thing uh, at what time, Chris? 6.45 p.m., 7.45 p.m. Eastern? Yeah, right. I think that's what time you told me. That's what I'm planning. That is the plan. That is the plan. So, Ravens and Chiefs on ESPN this evening. We will be discussing that over at SBR. I'll give you more details here momentarily. First, though, I want to tell you about our website, WinningCuresEverything.com is the site. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, and social media uh, profiles, platforms, whatever you want to call it, will be right over there. You can find it there, and it's got everything you need to know about what we do. I promise. All of our picks are kept up with right there. You can find them on the picks page, et cetera, et cetera. This week, I believe we're going to start our picks contest, so make sure you check out the website, WinningCuresEverything.com. All of our college football content is over at sportsbookreview.com. Do yourself a favor, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF is where you can find all of it and the Sportsbook Review YouTube page. That's where all of our college football videos are, all of our picks, all of our breakdowns of the games, et cetera, et cetera. We go live on Tuesdays and on Saturdays, and I'm getting emails as we speak. We love work, right? (laughs) So with that said... Uh, go over to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Make sure you are subscribed on the Sportsbook Review YouTube page, and you can get all of our college football stuff. We will talk college football today, and we will talk NFL today. Uh, Chris, what, what's going on in your world, man? Everything good? I'm just working, man. I am trying to stay afloat. <laughs> I can uh, I can understand it. I am, uh, same thing today. Monday was a uh, a beater is what it was. It just beat me down all day long. But I'm here, and I'm ready to rock and roll, and I'm ready to talk about some sports. If you would like to join in the chat, you can do so at any of the different platforms. We're on YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, and Facebook. You can jump in the chat on those. It will populate in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. We make it very simple for you. So go ahead and dive in there. Uh, Chris, let's go ahead and talk about the NFL week that was, and that is the week three of the NFL. We're going to talk about the Sunday games. I already discussed, uh, well, we discussed the Thursday night game on Friday. 
And we still have Monday Night Football tonight. Of course, the SBR YouTube page, we will be jumping in with the NFL guys and discussing the game as it happens live. So make sure you jump in there, 6.45 p.m. Central Time, 7.45 Eastern. Uh, Chris, let's talk about week three right quick. Let's go game by game. Game by game. Okay. The Come on. Bears and the Falcons. Bears win 30-26 to 26 on the road. <laughs> and, uh, and Nick Foles. Nick Foles comes uh, comes off the bench and leads him down the field, gets three touchdowns. He threw one pick, but he looked significantly better. So apparently that pick wasn't on him. And and it was, you know, kind of a 50-50 ball and probably should have been a touchdown. A lot of people shocked that they overturned it. So That's uh, that maybe. Okay, okay. I, I will admit I, I saw a quick video of it. I did not watch that. Uh, Capricade yeah. said, how did y'all travel so fast? I just watched y'all on SBR. Um, well, here's the thing. We recorded that one earlier. So, and, and they did that one. They premiered it, et cetera. Uh, we are doing this one live right this second. So, we're able to jump in and, and discuss comments. But uh, but we recorded the opening line ones a little earlier today so that we could get it done and get ready for the NFL stuff. So, uh, but with that said, Bears 30, Falcons 26, Foles look good, Trubisky did not. Um, <laughs> Carlos Gomez jumps in and said, what's up, guys? Falcons blow another lead again, though. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Falcons I, fan. Uh, if you're an Atlanta fan, I mean, I don't know. Listen, I'm just telling you, well, just calm down. Check on your Falcons friends. Put the revolver down. It's not worth it. Let's yes. just move on. It's going to be okay. It's it's bad. It's not the offense. I need them to pull that trigger on Dan Quinn, though. Listen, I don't want people to get fired, but people are going to get fired. I might as well make a little coin off of it because I can't beat these damn games right. So... Falcons, what are we doing? Why are we waiting? Don't don't give the Jets an opportunity on Thursday night to pull the trigger before you. Yeah, that's don't it. do it. Basically, yes, just get it done. And, but I don't think I don't think the Jets are firing Gase. I think Quinn has been Is there. Is there long any enough. world in which Dan Quinn can save his job? You know, last year he started off real bad like this, and he rolled off like seven in a row. Mm. The problem is, is, if you're a Falcons fan. Let's say he rolls off seven in a row again this year. But you know it's not consistent. You know he's not managing a tight ship by ways of just his own team didn't even know a basic understanding of an onside kick rule right before they went out for an onside kick in which you have a a, a big, long TV timeout in between the scores. So you know it's going to happen. You can't prepare them or give them notes for it. Um, to make sure everybody's clear on the rules kind of thing. Like, even if he finds a way to right this ship and wheel off a couple of wins, you still know he's not the guy. So why are we waiting around? Uh, you you have a very valid point. A very valid point. Uh, they've got. The I mean, Packers. I also am financially invested in his demise. So that hurts <laughs> a little bit. My yeah. unbiased argument, which is completely biased. But, yeah. Let's Arthur Blank. It was Arthur Blank's birthday on Sunday, and Dan Quinn just crapped all in his Cheerios on his birthday. Yes, that, that's a fireable offense. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You just ruined the man's birthday. You can't do that. I think it's it, it's just ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. Uh, they do play. The I mean, Packers it's coming from a guy week. who doesn't believe in celebrating birthdays. Yeah, if they if they play the Packers this week, that's going to be a disaster. Yeah, and it's at Lambeau. Then they've got the Panthers. After that, that they play at the Vikings. They got the Lions, and they play at the Pan- is, uh, Panthers. Hang on, game. is that is that Monday Night Football? It is the Packers game. Yeah. So here, there, therein lies my problem of of if the Jets look really, really bad, 
I didn't think before the season started that they would fire Gase. I, I kind of don't know now. Um, I, I heard a stat today. I don't, and I might have misheard it because I was working and I was trying to get a bunch of stuff done, multitasking. Adam Gase has 30 wins, but he also has 30 losses of either double digits by like getting blown out. I thought they said he has 30 losses by 30 points. I, I don't know that that's possible. That, I, that almost has to be wrong, but I don't know that that's not what they said either. Either way, he has as many blowout losses as he does wins, not just regular losses. That's not good. At some point in time, I do think he is axed as well. I thought he was going to save the season. He just just by happenstance of him and the GM. I think the president or the owner is going to get involved, and and these people aren't going to have a say in it. Well, so. that's, I, I think, that, like you've said, they'll probably have to fire the GM too. Like they'll they'll just have to clean house. You know, yeah. Uh, the Brown Yeti said, "I'm ringing my cowbell every time I have a good thought." It was a great weekend. Yeah, Mississippi State fans are fired up. McKinnon said, "Boys, I'm officially back stateside. Damn good to be Atta back." Boy. He said, "Also being the resident Falcons fan for y'all, Dan needs to be gone. He's had his chance. Time to bring in Eric Bieniemy." You agree? I like that hire. I, I, I like that hire. I, I don't love it. I don't hate that hire. Uh, so. Carlos Gomez said, "Can't wait to see Foles lead this Bears team now at three and zero. He gives us the best opportunity to keep winning." Uh, yeah. I do agree with that. Yes, 100%. can't believe you didn't start the season, but that's okay. And so, of course, they're dealing with uh, with Cohen uh, going out with a season-ending ACL tear. Is that right? I believe yes, that's sir. what I saw. So he's he's out for that, and and that sucks. Uh, I mean, he got his money though. He got some guaranteed money, yeah. full show. Yeah, he got paid. Yep. Let's see. We got guys jumping in on Twitch as well. Again, you can jump into the comments. You can be a part of the conversation. Let's move off of that one. Uh, I I. I Called, I believe everybody called that one. You just you can't bet on the Falcons right now. Like no no lead is safe in that one. Uh, Bills and the Rams. Bills win thirty five to thirty two. They they won the game and then they gave the game away and then they came back and they won the game again. Josh Allen uh, is getting very close to the point where you are winning games because of him rather than in spite of him. Uh, they gave up a lot. Of, I mean they held the Rams to three points in the first half. And then allowed 29 points in the second half. And, you know, I mean, the Bills are a good team. Like, they, they've got offensive firepower now. They've got guys that can hit downfield. It opens up everything else. And, man, I I think this Bills team is for real. You kind of feel the same way? Uh, Yeah. I, the Bills team, I, we thought they were going to be really good before the season started. I still think they're really good. And uh, very surprised at how well Josh Allen played. Pleasantly surprised. Um, he's kind of taking the next step, and uh, and and I I think that's a big deal. I um I, I got to tell you I I think that him having Stephon Diggs completely changes everything about what he's doing. I think he is still kind of the same quarterback. But I think that he is capable of just throwing the ball down the field, and it opens up everything for them. So he let me say. So I have I have one of the screens that I have on a lot of this game. You know, Stephon Diggs did not have a catch in the first half, and I don't think he got his first catch until like late in the third quarter. But, but, but that's they the thing. built I don't, that they I, built that lead with Stephon Diggs not really being a factor in that offense. Well, but here's he the thing: he's on the everybody. field. Though. He's on the field. Yes. 
and, and yeah, I think he's it opens it up. Okay. So yeah, I mean, he definitely opens it up. But but Allen's got a hit though. A- accuracy is bigger than just going deep and taking the top off the defense and and letting your guy go get it. Um, yes, that opens things up. But before last year's Josh Allen couldn't couldn't hit those receivers, yeah. and now he's hitting everybody. Uh, McKinnon jumped in, by the way, talking about the Falcons. He said, I don't hate the idea of leaving Quinn as a DC or some sort of position coach, but I think head coach is can't just do too much. Yeah, you can't can't do, do that. You, you, can't, can't. you can't demote somebody and keep them around. You just can't do it. I've been in business my entire life, and I, I'm telling you, the problem with a lot of people is, is you promote them to a point of failure. Okay, This is a philosophy in business, and once you've promoted them to a point of failure, you, you've ruined them with that company. You can no longer relocate them. You can no longer – he's going to go be a D.C. for somebody, and he'll be fine. Yes. He'll be just fine. He'll I, get a job, and he'll be fine. What's funny it is just won't be with you. He, he's a defensive-minded coach, and they just cannot figure out the defense in Atlanta. It's yeah. insane to me. Yeah. Right. I'll tell you this. There's a world where he doesn't get hired as a defense coordinator. He might have to go backwards a little bit further than that. Yeah, he may just be a position coach, and we'll but, see. Because his defenses have been so bad. Yes, yes, you are correct about that. Uh, Emperor of Rome said, if any fan base deserves a Super Bowl win, it is the Bills. Uh, and then Joseph Gomez said, Jets might win this week. It's Gates's only chance, or I think he meant Gates's, uh only chance at a win. I believe I'm seeing a three. It's Yeah, it's the Broncos and the Jets uh, this week. And uh, look, oh. I will say this, uh, Rich Samini, who's an ESPN staff writer, uh, tweeted out almost an hour ago, said, rumors are flying that Adam Gase will be a goner if the Jets lose on Thursday night. Asked how he's handling the speculation and criticism. Gase said, this is the NFL. We're 0-3 right now. We haven't played well. We have to improve quickly. My job is to do everything I can to get our guys in the right headspace heading into the game. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm a little surprised. I thought they could go 0-16 this year and he would be fine. Like No, I, well, I, I just, I'm going to tell you, that's what scares me. I, the, the Falcons are going to screw this up for me. They just are. Yeah, and it, and it may just be I mean, because of the I mean, uh, the schedule. I need the Broncos. I need the Broncos to go into full tank mode. That's what I need. You think it'll happen? Jeez, oh, I don't know. We'll, we'll give out know. our picks on on Wednesday. We'll we'll worry about that game when we get there. We <laughs> we we still got other things to focus on right now. Um, let's move on from the Rams and the Bills. Which, by the way, that was a spectacular game. Absolutely spectacular. Great game. game. Uh, hey, let me, let me let's sneaky long shot Super Bowl pre- preview. Yeah, I don't think the Rams are that good. I think the Bills might be. Ooh. I don't think the Rams Ooh. are that good. Though. I don't know. I don't know the Rams aren't that good. <laughs> we'll I see. I don't know. Okay. We'll <laughs> All right. Long shot. Obviously long shot. Obviously long shot. Okay. Uh, right. It, it, yeah, it, I mean, it's possible. It's That's absolutely possible. That's long shot. So. But, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, I don't know. I think the Rams got to go through a lot to be able to get there. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Washington sure. 20 and the Browns 34. Washington had a 20-17 to 17 lead. I thought that my round robin was going to hit in a massive, massive way, and it did not, and that's okay. Uh, they they give up 17 fourth-quarter points to the Browns. They failed to score at the end of the game. I mean, Haskins, 21 out of 37, 224 yards, two touchdowns. Like, he wasn't terrible, but uh, this Washington team has – they make scoring points really, really difficult. Haskins, Haskins just can't move the offense consistently. I, I, I grew to love the guy's leadership and his competitiveness, but at some point in time, you got to win games, and and you got to just you got to win games because of you, or not lose games because of you. 
And that defense is doing just fine. Um, the offense is just putting him in too bad of positions. He can't make enough plays. They are a quarterback away, I think, from being a really good football team. My question is, is, is Alex Smith healthy enough to where he can take over this team? Um, and if so, I would love to see what this team looks like with, with an Alex Smith. And I'll tell you this, the day Alex Smith steps on that field, I don't care who they're playing, that team's winning that ball game because that team is going to fight like hell for him. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I will tell you this, I, I kind of hope it doesn't happen because I will be an absolute nervous wreck watching oh, the game. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> watching him in practice where nobody is coming at him, like, rose my anxiety to a max level. Yeah, it was, I, it was not it's good. It's going to be hard to do, but I, I kind of want to see it if he's as long as he's cleared and healthy. Yes. I don't want to see it if he's not. I don't want to force the, you know, the square peg into the round hole. But if he is, man, I want to see this guy take snaps again. I just want to see it. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, moving on, next game, Titans 31, the Vikings 30. What in the world? When I mean, there were so many different storylines in this ballgame. One, the Titans, uh, the cardiac kids from Nashville are doing this every single week. They have won by two points, by three points, and by one point. Goskowski, and what is the record of all their opponents? Uh, over, right? No, no, the Jags have a win. Oh, that's right. One. One, one and, and five. No, it's more than that, five. isn't it? No, it's one and five. They played three teams that all play. Oh, yeah. One and eight. Sorry. Yeah. They so, played three teams. each played three, three games. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, the Jags are one and two now. So that would make yeah. it. So it'd be one and seven. Right. Either way. It's, it's, eight. it's eight. eight. Oh, seven. It's seven. seven. You're right. Yeah. So My it's, wrong. But either way, either way, it's not good teams. And Tennessee is doing exactly what they need to do just to scrape by and get wins. Steven Goskowski, who missed, what, four kicks in the first game? He missed four damn kicks in the, in the first game, but made the game winner and hadn't missed since. And and has made the game winner in every game. Yes. <laughs> it Holy blows my cow. mind. Um, it, it's so ridiculous. Like, it, But they he goes six for six, hits a 55-yarder for the win, um, and that is after Dalvin Cook goes 22 carries, 181 yards, and a touchdown. I, you know, Tannehill wasn't great in this game. He didn't throw any touchdown passes. Uh, Justin Jefferson, this was his coming out party, seven receptions, 175 yards. The Vikings offense was fantastic. Uh, Emperor of Rome said, I remember when you guys thought the Packers would suck and that the Vikings would uh, win the division. Oh, how things change. Then he said, just teasing. But here's the thing. Uh, we never no, said, we were wrong. Well, no, 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 we were wrong, but we never said that the Vikings were going to be, you know, good. We had them at, at nine and seven at best. So yeah, we had them eight and eight, nine and seven. We didn't say they would suck, but eight and eight sucks. I mean, right now yeah. in the in, in, you know five hundred's not great. No, um, well, now, not. I guess it all, if you're a thirteen win team and you go down to eight and eight or nine and seven the next year, we think that sucks. So yeah, I mean he's right on that, and we were wrong. We were just wrong. No, we absolutely were. This this Packers team is something else. We'll we'll talk about them at the very uh, and this end Vikings of the team is trash. Yeah, they really are, and they and they still looked pretty good against Tennessee and put up massive numbers and couldn't get the W. Like it, it's insane. Like how many? T- I, I think the Titans could have won by a lot more. Some of those field goals probably they should have turned into touchdowns, uh, especially with early turnovers, etc. I mean, the first two field goals of the game they were they were in scoring position and just decided to take the field goal. I mean, it's insane. So it we're, probably... We're going we're gonna to get a battle this week of Battle of the Frogs. This week. It's happening. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I think, I think you're right. Tennessee and, and the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Both teams have played three teams. They're both 3-0, and and you think, oh, 3-0, and pretty good, right? They, they both have kind of looked a little flaky and shaky, and oh, yeah. out of out of all of those teams, one win between the the six opponents. You so. are correct. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's pretty bad, but we'll see what happens. I I will say this: never feel bad about going three and zero. Tennessee no, fans, yeah, yeah. and Steelers right. fans like winning is better than losing. We'll just say that's that. right. That's right. So. If you you could be one and two. You could uh, be two and zero, two and one. McKinnon, uh, McKinnon jumped in. He said, "If the Falcons end up with a top pick, do they end up getting Lawrence as the heir apparent?" He said, "Sorry to keep going back to him. Just been a while since I've been able to ask the important questions." <laughs> do, do you uh, think they draft Lawrence? They get the. All right, now I'm going to tell you one thing. Justin Fields is going to have something to say about people tanking for Trevor. Okay. Yeah. That's just that's just the truth. The NFL. If you watch the NFL right now, there are more quarterbacks that look like Justin Fields than quarterbacks that look like Trevor Lawrence. I'm not talking about the white and the black. I'm talking about the style of play. Yeah. If the, you the can athletic. be mobile, yeah. you are far more valuable. And I don't know that Mr. Trevor is super mobile. I do think he is surgical. And surgical is great, but surgical is not the way the game is played right now. Yeah, no, you're you're right about that. I do think I, I, that... I think a lot of people are going to have a whole lot. That, Justin Fields is going to have a chip on his shoulder because nobody is talking about him going number one. And I don't know that I wouldn't take Justin number one. You you might we'll see how their seasons play out. Obviously, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it, it was against Ohio State that he had like that sixty something yard rushing touchdown. So he's he's oh, able to okay. do it. He's got he's got one good run, but he just doesn't play consistent opponents to to show all of his skills and his weapons. He's an unbelievable quarterback. Okay, he this is one of those drafts where if you get either of these guys, you're great and you're happy and it's good. And and there are a few years when that happens. I'm just telling you, every time when there are two of them that come out, both of them can be good. One of them is always a lot better than the other. And 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 nobody has talked about tanking for Justin. And I, 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 I watch the games on Sundays, and there are more people playing the style of football that Justin plays. And all the people that play the style Trevor plays, are all old as hell right now. Now, you're, you're right about that. Joel says, uh, honestly, the Falcons could go with Trey Lance. I, and I buy that. I buy that because I, I don't trust that organization. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, Raiders 20, Pats 36. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about with this one. We kind of expected this. Uh, Derek yep. Carr looked good. Cam Newton looked pretty good. Like, this is what the Patriots do. You know, <laughs> Raiders right. coming off a short week. Uh, moving on, 49ers 36, Giants 9. The Giants are pretty terrible. Nick Mullins did uh, good work in this game, threw for 343 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the leading rusher for the New York Giants was Daniel Jones with five carries, 449 yards. This was a dumpster fire, so we will move on from that. Uh, this was an interesting one. Bengals 23, Eagles 23. Uh, go ahead. I want you to. I want you to talk about this one. So, I I love Joe. Joe was playing his ass off. And it took him a little bit to get his feet under him in this game. Started off slow and uh, and, and whatever. But when he got going, brother, that that he is a diesel engine. It, it takes him a minute to get down the highway, but once he picks up speed, he's slowing down. He had a, had a great game. He took a lot of hits in this game again, and I'm 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 actively worried. I'm actively worried that he's not going to make it through the season and it's going to have long-term damning effects on his career because we've seen it happen in the past. Yeah. I don't know what they have to do. 
to um, to, to to get him offensive line help. I don't know. Is there any way to make a trade in the season, or, or what 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 you could figure out, or can jigger, or, or, or whatever you can do? But they got to get him help. This Eagles team, as bad as I said they were, because the rest of the Bengals team is trash. Okay, they're not a good football team. Oh yeah. All right. They have Joe Burrow. They got a couple of good skill players. That defense is awful. That offensive line is putrid, and and that's the, that's the short and skinny of them. This Eagles team is not good at football. Carson Wentz is not good at football, and I'm tired of people pushing him down our throat. Like he's the heir apparent of something special. The other day, a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, one of the big sports writers I follow can't can't remember his name. That's fine. He probably don't want me saying his name now because I'm about to crap on him anyway. <laughs> he said, "If if there was a Mount Rushmore of young quarterbacks, Carson Wentz is still on it." And I'm thinking, you're an idiot. If if you've watched any football in three years and you still put him on that Mount Rushmore, you have no business having opinions about this game. Yeah. Okay. He had one half of one season where he looked unbelievable, and then when he was replaced, the person that took his place instantly looked exactly like he looked, went on, won the Super Bowl, and when the OC of that team left that team, nobody has looked good in that uniform again. You have a valid point. You have a valid point. Burrow, by the way, threw for 312 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, This was... Protect Joe. Yeah, protect Joe, but it, it, looking at the Eagles side of it, it just it, playing for the tie was... Oh, God. Uh, Remember when everyone thought Doug Peterson was this great gambler and great just just risk-taker and always went forward on fourth down and used them? This dude is a coward. He have, this guy won a Super Bowl, man. Is that not the most damning like disappointing thing. I know nobody wanted to see the Patriots win another one that year, but come on. In oh, yeah. in the in the pantheon of history now, we get to say Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl was a Super Bowl winning coach. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's the most disappointing thing in my life right now. It's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh let's let's move on from that one. We gotta we gotta roll through a bunch of these. Texans yeah, twenty go. Texans twenty one, Steelers twenty eight. Uh, this was a little bit surprising. We both had the Texans on this one. Now, I didn't actually put money on it because I just don't trust them. But, uh, man, like, Deshaun Watson didn't play terrible. Like, this was just a... I don't don't even know what to make of this game. Like, the Steelers don't look good, but they got the win. So, (laughs) hey, uh, Andres Morales said, hey, where's Chris? I want to ask what he thought about the Steelers. Um, I'll tell you this, the Steelers had to once again come from behind late with a last-minute score against an 0-3 football team to take the lead and win. Yeah. That's a fraudulent team. I'm telling you, I, I thought I thought maybe Watson could pull this one out for us, but uh, but no, I mean, he, even he is good enough to do it by himself. Yeah, that's this Texans team is in trouble. I mean, they're in a whole lot of trouble, so... Uh, we'll move on from that. Jets 7, Colts 36. Colts look like they are rounding into shape uh, into being like a, a playoff contender. But um, but then again, I don't know because it's the Jets. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Broncos on their third or fourth string quarterback uh, looked better than, you know, the Jets do. So, we'll see. But, uh, but not much to discuss from there. Rivers looked fantastic. 17 out of 21, 217 uh, yards and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, 13 carries, 59 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jets are just bad. I mean, they're really, really bad. Uh, Panthers get the win at the Chargers, twenty-one to sixteen. 
And uh, this was a little surprising. Justin Herbert, everybody thought he was going to get his first win, and that ended up not happening. Now, he threw for 330 yards and a touchdown, but uh, but the Panthers' offense looked fantastic. They were moving the ball all over the field, and and they were able to get it done. Now, they didn't do anything in the second half, but they got, they got 21, and they only gave up 16. The Panthers' defense looked a lot better this week than they have in the first two weeks. Uh, any thoughts there? Yeah, I think Justin Herbert is a little bit green still. He played great against KC um, when KC, I think, maybe just caught him off guard, had a good first half, um, and then kind of, you know, got figured out by KC's defense, which isn't really great anyway. And uh, and then, you know, um, this Panthers defense is coming a little bit into their own. Um, you know, that, that's a good team they played in the Chargers. And, and, and to get out of there with the win and Matt Rule gets his first W, you know, that's, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, most certainly. Uh, moving on from that one, Bucks 28, Broncos 10. This is about what we expected for this week. Tom Brady, nearly 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. Uh, basically, all you got to do is toss it to Mike Evans, and you're going to be fine. Uh, but, they, you know, big win. They didn't have to do really anything in the second half. They gave up zero points in the second half, uh, and they only scored five themselves, So, <laughs> which is such a weird number to look at on a, on a box score. But, yeah, it, it's pretty nuts. Uh, Joseph Gomez, by the way, said Colts are maybe a small, above-average team. No one is scared of the Colts. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, Matt Miller said Burrow is mentally invi- – oh, here's what it is. Uh, somebody said, what are the chances that Burrow becomes the next Andrew Luck? Uh, Matt Miller said Burrow is mentally and physically tougher than Andrew Luck. Luck was brought up as an intellectual and happened to be a football player. Burrow is a football player through and through. Thoughts on those? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I worry about his physical ability to continue to play at some point in time do injuries get to him and the the the, the dangerous thing that scares us in today's world and, and kind of every world I guess in, in the world of sports is concussions yes. if he if he goes in a concussion protocol enough times at some point in time real doctors are right going to tell him hey you're you're it's probably more advisory for you to not play anymore and yeah. and that's going to be an so. Yeah, it's it's a, a scary proposition to think about. But as badly as he is being beaten in the uh, in the backfield, that offensive line is not protecting him. He's taking some massive, ugly hits, and, and nobody likes to see that. So uh, the Lions get a twenty six to twenty three win at the Cardinals. I didn't see this one coming. Um, but at, at, look, the Lions have been okay in certain spots, and they had to deal with losing all their their cornerbacks and whatnot. It took them a few weeks to get it figured out, but they get a big, big win on the road against a, a team that a lot of people thought might be able to compete for the NFC West this year. And I think this kind of showed that the Cardinals are not quite there yet. You you feel the same? Yep. Uh, Cunha played great and changed secondary. Um, uh, Murray, still, still capable of making mistakes. Three interceptions in this game. Not good. And this line's offense looks totally different with our way in it. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, three three interceptions will uh, will get you beat uh, just about Most every time. time. Yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah. Um, we'll move on from that one, and we've got the two biggest games of the day. That was the Cowboys losing at the Seahawks, thirty eight to thirty one. I, I mean, you said this yesterday. How in the world have the Cowboys played this bad and are still within a score? Um, had, I mean, what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me what um, happened. 
Okay, weirdest game in the world. I'm trying right now. I'm in the where I can't believe my phone is even working right now. Um, <laughs> so I can't even pull up the score, the box score of the game. Ezekiel Elliott at one point in time was thrown the football like 14 passes. Okay, and in the 14 passes, he had like three catches, and that was it. I watched play after play after play, and he had three catches for zero yards. Okay, I watched play after play, and those balls. They're just little dump-off passes that hit him in the hands every time. Zeke is a problem. At, maybe it was like eight catches for, for eight attempts for three catches and zero yards, something of that nature. It was, uh, and then he had, I've, like, I've got it pulled up. Uh, he It was 12 targets. He had six catches for 24 yards, and he had 14 okay. carries for 34 yards and one touchdown. That was an average of 2.4 yards per carry and four yards per reception take all of those catches away because when I looked at it, it was the total of three for zero. So he got all 24 of those yards on the three catches after that, that he got after that. Just, he was a problem. He was not very good at all. And they continue to need to run the offense through him. At some point in time, if you're Dak Prescott, you just got to say, we're not, we're not, we don't trust him to get him the ball anymore. He just, he's now a blocking running back. I know y'all paid him a bunch of money. I can't explain why he's not good at football anymore. But these are dump-off passes where nobody – it's behind-the-line-of-scrimmage type of stuff. It's not like you're covered or guarded. Yeah. You can't get three of eight of those. You can't let five of them hit the ground. That's not okay. The worst catching running back in the league can catch half of them. Now you're right. You're 100% right. Uh, so the good side from the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, 37 out of 57, 472 yards, three TDs, two picks. Uh, he was he was okay. He made stuff happen. You ha- you almost had three 100-yard receivers. Michael Gallup had 138. Uh, Cedric Wilson had 107. Amari Cooper had 86. CeeDee Lamb had 65, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, on the other side of, you know, uh, of, the, of the field there, Russell Wilson, 27 out of 40. 315 yards, five touchdowns. That puts him at 14 TDs in three weeks. Uh, is there yep. anything? And, and had had a six, had a six that uh that DK uh beat up. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, man. Uh, Metcalf four receptions, 110 yards, one touchdown. Should have been two, but ugh, good gracious. Um, Joel jumped in. I really want Russell Wilson for MVP. He deserves it. Uh, you, you agree here? All right. I, I, Cousin Sal has been on this for a while this, this week. And, and I think I'm in agreement with him. I'm, I don't want to talk about MVPs until we get into it. It, at minimum week 10. Okay. We got too much football. Every game, I feel like I'm watching Russell Wilson do something amazing. And then last night I'm seeing Aaron Rodgers do stuff amazing. And then I'm instead of enjoying what I'm watching with Rodgers, I'm trying to parse out, was this better than Wilson? Was this better than, than Russell's game? And then tonight, like, when two great players go together, like Patrick and Lamar are going to be tonight, I'll watch them compare them against one another in this game, and then after that I'm done. I, it's, it's, right now there are seven quarterbacks that legitimately are – maybe not seven – there's at least five that have legitimate MVP claims based on how they're playing right now, three weeks in. We just have to, we just have to give it some time to breathe. All right. You don't pop a good bottle of wine open and then just start chugging it out the bottle. 
All right. You got to let it get some air in it. Okay. I need week 10 before I ever bring up the phrase MVP again. I, okay. I can get it. I can totally get down with that. Because what Russell's doing is amazing. What Aaron Rodgers is doing is amazing. What Lamar Jackson's doing is amazing. What Josh Allen's doing is amazing. I assume that Patrick Mahomes is going to have something to say about this MVP conversation at some point in time. He hasn't really had the MVP game yet, but he's only played two of them. And so let's just let this thing breathe a little bit. And and let's get I just want to enjoy the game and not have to worry about parsing out right now how was this week compared to that person and this person when the games are two and a half hours apart. Now, you're, you're 100% right. You bring up Aaron Rodgers. Joseph Gomez said, I'm on Aaron Rodgers for MVP. Still no respect. Wilson gets all the love, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the Packers get a massive win at New Orleans, and I guess the biggest question is, like, this was a fantastic game. Absolutely fantastic game. game. But, uh, but the question is, has the window to win a Super Bowl passed the Saints by? I think so. I think, I so, think so. I do not think I do not think the Saints team can win a Super Bowl. I think the the top part of the league is a lot better than them. I mean a lot better than them. all those quarterbacks that I named are all on teams that I think are a lot better than them. Running the gauntlet of going through those teams is gonna be hard. I do agree with you. I do agree with you. I, I think it's gonna be really difficult to get through those. Um but we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. I'm 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 a little worried about them because <laughs> they got a tough yeah. schedule and and they got yeah. that win in week one against Tampa Bay, uh, but it don't get a whole lot easier. I mean, remember they've got no. A first and I don't know if that Tampa Bay team is the same as as it was when when it happened in week one. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you this: if if you watch those two teams play again, if they played again in the Superdome next week, I, I bet that's a pick'em game. You might be right there. I will say this: the next little bit on the schedule. Appears to be easier. They play at the Lions. They lost to a really good football team. Yes. And then the week before, lost to a pretty good football team. It's just one of those things where if you want to win the Super Bowl, you can't lose to those teams. Yes. No, you're you're right about that. They've got at the Lions, the Chargers, the Panthers, at the Bears, at the Bucks, uh, and then the 49ers. And that that rounds out like the first half of the schedule. That, you know, there's there's going to be some more losses in there. So, we just got to see exactly what happens here. Uh, we, we both thought the Saints were much more loaded than maybe they really are. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, let's move into college football. We're not going to hit on every game like we do every week. Uh, because here in about an hour, we are going to be live on the SBR YouTube page, that Sportsbook Review YouTube page, discussing the NFL Monday Night Football game. So we'll we'll talk a little hey, bit. Hey, I might actually have to cut out of here in a minute. Okay. So I want to I want to I want to address two things. First, I'll talk about my game real quick. That's can I've, we, I've got it. Thing? I've got it first on the docket. So let's go ahead and jump into that. Mississippi State wins forty-four to thirty-four at Death Valley. Go ahead and give me your thoughts. Um, LSU's offense is going to be a problem. I know a lot of people said, no, it's not the offense. The defense gave up 600 yards and all these points. We still scored 35, whatever, yada, yada. No, I watched every play of that game. We have playmakers all over the field like we always have, and now Joseph Burrow ain't coming through that door, and we're back to every LSU quarterback I've ever watched in my life. (laughs) Miles Brennan's no different than any of the rest of them. He's just not very good. I want to speak more to the Mississippi State part. I've said this for 10 years, Gary. I've been saying it for at least a decade. And people laugh at me. People mock me. People tell me, oh, you're an idiot, because they only look at records and they don't actually look at big picture everything, which is, makes me an unbelievable businessman and, and very good at a lot of my jobs. I see the whole forest. I see it all. Michael Leach is the best coach in college football, and I've been saying it for 10 years. If you put an all-star cast of every player he's ever coached from Lubbock and and uh, and, and Washington State for Pullman, you don't get a team as good as this Mississippi State team, and it ain't like they're the greatest team on earth. Okay, yeah, it's but the talent difference just doesn't matter. What he did to LSU, mark my words, he's going to do to everyone. And I'm going to make this statement right here. You're not going to like it. Most of these people are all going to laugh at me. If we took the jerseys off of all of these teams and we just looked at how everybody performed and we get rid of preconceived notions and preseason rankings after Saturday, Mississippi State's the number one team in the country. Yeah, I might disagree with that a little bit. Um, They have the biggest win. They have the best win against the best team. They look flawless doing it. Nobody else has done what they just did. Well, agreed, one game sample size, nobody's you, done that. You got to look at it from from this aspect. Nobody knew what to make of LSU. I mean, you had twenty of twenty two starters off last year's team that did not play Saturday. So, like, this was I, a completely this, new this, cast. So, I understand this is not about LSU. This is not even about their opponent. We we assume their opponent is a good team, not a great team. But but they're still going to be like a five hundred or better team. Okay. No, no, no you're, you're right. You're right. I, look, and I'll say this: do, and to do what they did there. I'm telling. This is exactly what I expected from Mike Leach. This is exactly what I expected. Oh, he, he he's going to thirty-five on every. No, he he came out and and kind of threw a little bit of shade at uh, at at Coach O and at Bo Pelini and whatnot, and said, at, "We thought eventually they would stop pressing our wide receivers. Like yeah. they, they played cover corners. I mean, all the time press coverage, it, basically the whole ball yep. game, and they just hit yep. them with four verts." you know, yep. 50% of the time. Like, they couldn't stop it because they were playing that press coverage. And, man, like, at some point, you got to jump off that and realize that you guys can't cover it. Like, Here's you problem, cannot Gary. put them on an I, island. I watched every snap of that game. 
I'm telling you, he's saying that because he wants people to not press him anymore. Because as soon as we stop, the time that oh, we Costello didn't press. Costello will absolutely tear the, him apart. The easiest underneath route for seven yards happened all day long. As soon as you stop pressing, I got a 50-50 shot at the quarterback maybe overthrowing somebody. Or maybe my DB making a play or hanging with the guy if we press. But as soon as you back off the press, they he's going to do a – the ball is in the quarterback's hands for half a second, and then he's going to throw it, and it's going to be a seven-yard, three-yard, four-yard route that, that with an athletic receiver could turn into eight or nine. And you, you, there is no defense for that. That's going to be open 100% of the time. I watched every play. I know what Mike's doing. He's playing the long game. He's trying to tell everybody, don't press us. Don't press us. Yeah. No, you're, you're 100% right. Uh, jumping through these comments right quick, Kyle Shook said, uh, said, go Gators. Matt Miller said, LSU is 5-5 five and five when you lose 20 of 22 starters, which is by far the most ever. You're going to struggle. The SEC laughed thinking the air raid wouldn't work in the SEC, and an average quarterback broke a record in the first game. Uh, KJ Costello is not an average quarterback. Like, uh, no, I'll sure. just go ahead and say that. Very good point. Uh, Brown Yeti, LSU, uh, only gave up nine rushing yards. Uh, he said SEC shorts had a good video on the game. Uh, Kyle <laughs> said, uh, Ole Miss looked pretty decent, better than Tennessee at least. I don't know about that. Uh, that Ole Miss defense is a problem. Their offense, I yeah, think, is going to be pretty good. Gonna be fun to watch. Yep. That offense is going to be fun. And then Matt Miller said, Georgia belongs in the Big Ten with that average offense and great defense. Stetson Bennett at quarterback. Like, <laughs> like it's true. It is true. I, uh, average is not a average is not a good word to describe their offense. No, their offense is bad. It's just bad. No, no. so average is like calling me an average sized man. Hey, I uh, I want to get your opinion on. Let's Hurry. see, I got you got three more minutes. That's I need your opinion on one game, and that is Kansas State thirty eight, Oklahoma thirty five, and then I will close this out. Um, what what do you think happened with Oklahoma? Is this uh, is this this like, is it the one game of the year that they're going to lose, or is this just an average Oklahoma team? No, I told I told you before the season started. I don't know which games they're going to lose, but Oklahoma's losing at minimum two and probably three games. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. They lost a lot on on defense and on offense from last season, and I, I don't think it's as easy as Riley has made it look in his first three years. It's just Riley should have taken should have taken one of them NFL jobs when he had a chance. Yeah, because because that door, I don't think that door is closing. By the way, I mean, I mean, you know, what's his name? Um, uh, 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 Arizona boy, golly. Um. Anyway, go ahead. The, the uh, Cliff, Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury's proven yeah. that that you don't have to be a great college football coach, and, and, and Lincoln has been a great college football coach. Yeah, no, he, he's, be better than, he's better than Kingsbury was. So, yeah, I yes. think oh, – we're better than Kingsbury. But. So, Kansas State, I don't believe, is as bad as they looked against Arkansas State. Uh, I don't think they're as good as they looked in beating Oklahoma. I think Kansas State is a pretty average team with a really, really good head coach. And that's the way it goes. Yep. All right. Uh, I agree I'll, with that. I'll go ahead and let hey, you bud. get out of here, and I'll finish these up. So, I'll talk to you in an hour. <laughs> All right. So, Chris – is out of here. I'm going to run through the rest of these fairly quickly because uh, we have to be on SBR in less than an hour. And if you guys would like to join us, 6.45, 7.45 p.m. Eastern Time on SBR, we are going to have a fantastic time watching the Monday night football game between the Ravens and the Chiefs with our guys Donnie and Kyle from the NFL show over at SBR. So make sure that you go check it out. Subscribe to the SBR YouTube page, etc. Texas 63, Texas Tech 56. Uh, 
Texas always does this. They never play well as a favorite. It's just absurd. It's ridiculous. Texas Tech was not a good team. They've got a good offense. The defense is putrid. Obviously, this comeback was one for the ages. And how funny is it that Fox, of all channels, that has gone in to live sports, set it up to where they had to cut off the game from the big broadcast window so that they could cover baseball. It's just ridiculous. This game is getting ready to go to overtime, and people have to struggle to be able to find it. I thought it was hilarious. Florida State is worse than anybody thought they were. That was a putrid performance. They get beat up by Miami 52-10. to 10. Uh, I, I don't think Miami is that good, but, man, Florida State may be. This may be the bottom. This may be the bottom. We'll see. Kentucky 13, Auburn 29, I think. So, if you look at it, if you were just watching the game, you might have felt like Kentucky outplayed Auburn. Truth is, Auburn was 10% better on success rate. Auburn was able to score. They had better players. They, You know, all that. And, yes, the call at the end of the first half where they did not give the guy the touchdown, that was criminal. That was putrid. Uh, but you're going to see this a lot. I mean, it's going to happen a lot this year because they don't have the same amount of crew members working each game because of the pandemic. It's going to be wrong. They don't have as many cameras. They don't have the same resources that they've always had, you're going to see big-time missed calls in these games. It's going to happen. Florida 51, Ole Miss 35, Dan Mullen and his bunch, they need to get that defense fixed up. And I understand they had a guy that went out uh, that was basically the quarterback of the secondary. That is a problem. Uh, Matt Miller said, I think we will see more sloppy football the next two to three weeks. Yes, we are going to see sloppy football for a while. I mean, remember, this was the first game for the majority of these teams. McKinnon said, Auburn definitely makes me nervous this year. Super young O-line and D-line. Yeah, and, and it's going to be a crazy game against Georgia this week. I can't wait to watch that. Oh, my goodness gracious. For everybody that is questioning why in the world CBS took Texas A&M and Alabama, it is because ESPN gets a couple of games a year that they get to pick their favorite game, and they wanted Georgia-Auburn this year, and CBS got stuck with Texas A&M-Alabama, which is still a good matchup, but ESPN wanted Auburn-Georgia. Totally makes sense, right? Last year, ESPN had LSU-Florida, and it didn't make any sense, right? So, Matt Miller said, as a Texas fan, I think the defense will get better because of Chris Ash, and that's because Urban Meyer continuously brags about him, so he has to be good, I would assume. It's true. Chris Ash, I think, is good. I don't know why Texas's defense is so bad. They have so much talent on that side of the ball. It is absolutely insane to me. Uh, however, Chris Ash has not played against a lot of these Big 12 kind of offenses. Remember what he was going against in the Big 10. They were set up to be able to beat those teams. He has not had to face prolific offenses very much in his past. Uh, Matt Miller said, thank God for Sam Ellinger, though. That is 100% true. 100% true. Um, Army 10, Cincinnati 24. Army's only score came off of a, uh, uh, a scoop and score, a fumble return. And, uh, and I was pretty wrong on that one. Now, I pushed on my, on my official bet, uh, which was Army plus 14. But, man, since he looks really, really good. Really good. West Virginia 13, Oklahoma State 27. I came out more hopeful about West Virginia watching this game than I did Oklahoma State. Now, Oklahoma State was playing like a third-string quarterback. It, it, the offense was not moving well, but they got done what they needed to get done. If they can get Spencer Sanders back, maybe they can turn it on. Maybe. Uh, that Jim Knowles defense is pretty good, though. But West Virginia missed several scoring opportunities, and it was, you know, it wasn't great. wasn't great. Texas A&M 17, Vandy 12. Texas A&M had more opportunities to score. They couldn't quite get it done. This was a more comfortable win than you would think, even though Vandy was down you know, near the 20-yard line with just a few minutes left in the game with a chance to score a touchdown and, and take the lead. 
this was the success rate was much more Texas A&M. If you look at advanced stats, this was a comfortable win for Texas A&M. Part of me wonders if they were taking it easy in this game and saving as much as they possibly could for the Alabama game. A&M only ran 55 plays. Why in the world would you only run 55 plays if you have better athletes than Vanderbilt? All you're doing is keeping Vandy in the game longer. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, uh, we'll see. I, I think Texas A&M may come out and, and look a lot better this week. But who knows? Jimbo does not like uh, fast-paced offenses or anything like that. So, who knows? We'll see. Uh, the Brown Yeti said, for Texas, it's hard to stay balanced on defense when your head is bigger than a lot of states. <laughs> that's, that's 100% true. 100% true. Matt Miller said, tackling, 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 and more tackling. Yeah, that, that's a big part of Texas's problem uh, because maybe they're not teaching fundamentals right now, I guess. I don't know. Their special teams looked awful, by the way. Texas's did. Uh, and you're going to see bad special teams across the college football landscape. It's just, it's not been good this year, and I don't think it's going to get much better because people have not had as much practice time, so you can't focus on that fundamental aspect of the game. It's a problem. It's going to continue to be a problem. Let's see. Tennessee 31, South Carolina 27. South Carolina gave Tennessee a pick six touchdown, and then at the end of the game, rather than go for it on fourth and whatever it was, uh, it, they had like a third and third and ten or whatever and played for the field goal. Like, did a, a short dump-off route rather than trying to get a first down uh, with four minutes left in the game, and they played for a field goal. So they, they kicked the field goal to make it 31-27, to 27, and then they want to play defense and get the ball back and then they fumble the punt return. The ball bounces and hits one of their players in the back, and Tennessee falls on it, recovers it, and they don't even get a chance to come down the field. Uh, South Carolina was not bad. Tennessee was not great. I am not sure what to make of this. Uh, Matt Miller said, Ash brought in a new tackling technique, but they haven't been able to practice it much because of no spring. They learned it mostly through watching tape. Yeah, that's not a good thing. Not a good thing. Kyle said, uh, do you think Georgia will finish second in the East or Kentucky or Tennessee? Uh, I think Georgia could still finish first in the East. The offense is not great right now. But they got time. Like, they can beat Auburn without a great offense. Like, it, it's possible. And then they got Tennessee next week. It just depends on which Tennessee shows up in that game. Uh, and then you got to go to Alabama. and what, Like, Georgia's front half of the schedule is absolutely loaded. The back half is, is fairly easy. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. Florida's got defensive problems. Georgia's got offensive problems. I don't know what to make of it yet. Like, I picked Georgia to win the East because everybody's picking Florida. Like that's, I think we're we're hyping this way too much. So, but we'll we'll figure it out from there. Uh, Louisville Pitt was like the most boring game on the planet. Uh, Matt Miller says, does JT Daniels elevate Georgia enough to win the SEC? Possibly. I, I think he elevates them enough to be able to beat Auburn this weekend. But uh, but we'll get to that. We'll figure it out. Alabama thirty-eight, Missouri nineteen. Missouri scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. This was a uh, thirty-five to three ball game, and Saban pulled everybody. Like, you got to get you guys time because you don't know who's going to miss games, right? So, you got to make sure everybody's got playing experience, et cetera. The backups didn't look good. Uh, Missouri was trying to get anything done that they could. They, they wanted this to be a successful game, and it was. So, you know, you would expect that. And then, of course, uh, everybody's talking about Georgia. Georgia 37 to 10, and it was nasty. They were down 7 to 5 to Arkansas at the half. And Dewan Mathis, for all the talk that came out of camp about him, he did not impress at all. It was. A dumpster fire, and, and that's putting it nicely, right? Uh, the whole thing was was just a disaster. That's all the games that we we're going to talk about today for the college football recap. Uh, you guys have been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, Chris joined us, of course, from the phone, and of course he is trying to 
get back to the house so that we can jump into the SBR feed. Make sure that you go over and subscribe to SBR's YouTube page. That is Sportsbook Review. You can search for that or just do a search on YouTube for SBR Picks and you'll be able to find it. We'll be going live at 645 with Donnie and Kyle, the NFL team, and we're going to have a good time. Uh, Matt Miller said, if Mathis beats out Newman for the job, Newman won't last more than a week in the NFL. Uh, yeah, that, that's. I think maybe that was more wishful thinking. I don't think that Mathis was beating out Newman for the job. Uh, I, I think Matt Miller might be talking about if Mathis beats out Daniels for the job, uh, then maybe maybe Daniels won't last more than a week in the NFL. But we'll see. I don't know. I think Daniels is a better player than, than Mathis. Uh, but as it stands right now, I think Stetson Bennett is, is the dude until Daniels uh, comes out and beats him. Because Stetson Bennett played well. 20 out of 29, like 212 yards passing, two touchdowns. The offense actually moved down the field, and he was like the steady, calming hand. And that's perfect for Kirby Smart. That's exactly what he wants. He wants a guy that's not going to turn the football over and that will, you know, get the easy yards. That's all you need when you got a defense like that. So we'll see what happens. This is going to be a fun week. Make sure that you tune into SBR tomorrow for our college football pick show. We are going to have a fantastic time. You guys have been great. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and that you leave a nice five-star review. We appreciate everybody jumping in today into the chat and, and jumping in all the time. All you guys that give us downloads, et cetera, we appreciate that. We are this close to 100,000 podcast downloads just since last football season, and that's pretty insane. I mean, you guys have been great, and we cannot thank you enough for that. So... I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, try and eat uh, a quick dinner before we jump into the NFL stream. Don't forget, SBR's YouTube page. We are going live with the NFL team to discuss the Ravens and the Chiefs, and it's going to be an absolute blast. We're looking forward to it. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. And with that, we are going to see you over on the SBR page in just a little bit and tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. Central Time, 6.30 Eastern for the College Football Pick Show. You guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and we'll see you again in just a little while. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.